Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Go ahead and turn over with me, if you could, First uh, Peter in chapter 5. Something is. This, the Spirit of God's just been dealing with me about this this uh, last couple weeks, and um, I think it'll be a, a blessing to you. Some some things that uh, <clears throat> excuse me that the Lord has uh, been speaking, and um, hopefully that uh, those things will just be be an encouragement to you. The um, in First Peter in chapter five and verse seven. This isn't going to be anything that you haven't heard, but how many know that truth sets free? There's something about truth, amen, that, that the Bible says that when you know truth, it sets you free, amen. So, so the, the barometer for if you know a truth or not is, is, is are you free in that area? Come on, come on. Because, you know, uh, Pastor, Pastor called us Word of Faith people out last Sunday. If you, were here, if you weren't here, get that message, amen. It'll, it'll stir you, it'll fire you up, it'll, it'll make you weep a little bit. It's one of those good messages, amen. But so if you, if you weren't here, get, you know, get, get that and listen to it because it was really, really good. But he called us Word of Faith people out, uh, in, in, and sometimes we think we know everything. Come on. I said, we think we know everything, but knowing something up here and knowing something down here is two different things. Just because you know what the script, come on, just because you know what the scripture says doesn't mean that you know that truth. Just because you've heard that scripture and you can quote it in your sleep doesn't mean that you know that truth. Amen. But the Bible says that if you actually know a truth, that it will literally make you free in that area. It'll cause things to fall off of you, not by struggling and praying for deliverance, but by simply looking and and understanding a truth of this mighty word of God. Come on. In this book, there is life. Glory to God. And it's not about the ink and the pages. Glory to God. It's about the one who spoke these words and that he sent his Holy Spirit. The Bible says he sent the spirit of truth to dwell on the inside of us for what purpose to reveal truth. Amen. And so even as we're sitting in this place tonight, glory to God, there is someone dwelling on the inside of you. He's clothed upon you and he's dwelling on the inside of you. His name is Holy Spirit and he's here for, for one main purpose and that's to reveal truth, glory to God. Because he knows that if he can get over to you the truth of this word, the truth of what God has said about us, the truth about what God has declared, the truth about what he has done, my Goodness, it would literally set us free and make us look exactly what this book says we look like. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Come on. I want to know some truth. That's why Paul could say, you know, it's not tedious for me to write these things to you again. Glory to God. And and, and Peter could say, I'm just writing these things to you again to stir up your pure minds. Glory to God. He didn't say to get your old dirty minds washed up. Come on. He declared the truth. He said, I'm writing these things again to you to stir up your pure minds. Glory to God. That you may walk in these truths. Come on. We want to go up higher. 
Come on, we want to go up higher. We don't want to look the same way we do to this year as the next year. And we don't want to look the same way tomorrow that we do today. Glory to God. I don't want to look like I did tomorrow, uh, tomorrow the same way I do today. I want to be different. I want to look more like him. I want to look more like he has made me to be. I'm not trying to attain something that that he hasn't already attained in me. Glory to God. I'm just letting that truth be revealed and glory to God to come out. Something on the inside coming out to the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Come on, this stuff works. This stuff works, guys. This stuff works. This is something you can base your life on. This is something that you can wake up in the morning, breathe in, glory to God, hallelujah, not just ink and paper, but a living word, glory to God, backed up by a living Holy Spirit, glory to God, the third person of the Godhead, dwelling and living and speaking and changing us, glory to God, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. So I'm a little stirred up about truth. (laughs) Because you know what, if we're gonna if we're gonna go deeper in the things that God has called us to do, if we're gonna go further, if we're gonna accomplish these things, we're not gonna do it just all willy nilly. Just oh well, well, let's you know try this, let's try that. No, that's not the way things work. Amen. We're gonna do it with the instruction of truth, the Word and the Spirit working together to accomplish His plan and His purpose in our lives. Amen. And the word is truth, and the truth is word. Amen. Jesus, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, Miss Iris. I was, I was going to get to that, but you went ahead, so thank you. I'm just, I'm just playing. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. So we can look at Jesus, and we can see truth. We can see truth revealed. Amen. And he said, no one gets to the Father, but by me. Notice he didn't say no one gets to heaven, but by me. Thank God we're going to heaven. But truth actually puts us in touch with the Father. Woo! Something that was absolutely impossible before Jesus came. Glory to God. But he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light, and I and no one can get to the Father but by me. But because I'm on the scene, glory to God, I will be a, a, I will be a living example of truth. I'll be a living example of life. I'll be a living example of the Father. And you'll actually be able to get to the Father by me, by truth. Woo! So praise God. We're going to look at some truth tonight. That was just kind of like a little appetizer. Hallelujah for what I want to talk about. Uh, turn over, did I say First Peter chapter 5? Amen. Say praise. Uh, you'll get that if you, hear, if you were here this morning. See how many times it takes before a pastor comes up and chokes me. I'm, we're, I'm, I'm going to try to stir him up to good works and love. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. First uh, Peter chapter five, um, verse five. Come on now. Don't now when we begin to read this, this is truth. So don't say, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Blah, blah, blah. This is truth. This is truth. This is this changes us. This makes us look more like Jesus. This makes us walk more like him. Amen. This makes us more powerful in what what he's called us to do. This, This right here. Amen. What we're about to read. Come on. Let's look at it. And don't say, I know this. 
Come on, if you're saying, I know this, I've learned this with kids. When they say, yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, then why didn't you do? Come on, we are the children of God. Come on, hallelujah. We are the children of God. Don't say, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know, I know. Okay, well, well, if you know, why aren't you do? Okay, amen. Likewise, you younger people, hey, that's me, praise God. Likewise, you younger people, amen, submit yourselves to your elders. Come on, submit yourselves to your elders, amen. And, 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 and all you uh, people that, that don't fall under the younger people, lest you think you're left out, it says, yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. You know, I was looking, I was just looking at this and, and, and the, what Peter was talking about being clothed with humility, it was actually like a servant's apron. It was like an apron, amen, that, that, that caused people to, to know this person is ready to serve. Ooh, an apron, something that you could actually put on in the spirit, amen, where, where you were actually equipped to serve. Amen. You are actually, it's noticeable that you actually have a heart to serve. Amen. A position to serve. Amen. That's not even what I'm getting to, but that's a little extra. Amen. And so it says, it says, uh, clothe yourself with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks around like, like, like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. I wrote this in my Bible a long time ago. He may not devour me. Amen. I don't know who said that, but somebody did, and it was good, so I wrote it. And uh, it says uh, in verse 9, resist him steadfast in the faith. Amen. And and goes on to talk about some other things, but we'll just stop there because we know also it says over in James, resist him, and he will flee from you. Amen. Amen. And so God brought these uh, scriptures out to me this week, um, last week, this week sometime, uh, and I've just been kind of pouring over them and, and, and kind of beginning to adjust some things in my heart to, to line up with, with these set of scriptures. Amen. These, these, these scriptures are truth. Amen. They're life to us. Amen. And so, uh, you know, one thing, one thing before we get into that, uh, if you're taking notes, point number one, we are sons and daughters of God. We are sons and daughters of God. Amen. And, and, you know, sometimes we can, we can, uh, water down what that really means, but, but being a son and a daughter of God means that we've been lifted up to a place that we could have never put ourselves. Come on, being a son or a daughter of God means that he chose to raise us up to the right hand of the Father, seat us there together with him, make us join heirs with Jesus. Romans chapter 8 says that we're sons, and if we're sons, then we're joined heirs with him. We're children of God, that even the spirit of God that's on the inside, our spirits cry out to him, Abba, Father, Father, I love you. Father, I'm expecting great things. Amen. One translation says uh, uh, our heart cries out expectantly. What's next, Father? Amen. There's something on the inside that's constant constantly crying out, Father, I love you. Father, you are, you are my dad. Amen. I want everything that you have for me. We are sons and daughters of God. And that is the, do you know that's the highest position in the kingdom besides Jesus, besides the Father? We've been made joint heirs with Jesus. And I think sometimes we, we, we look at our, our position as son and daughter, but then we also want to add like 
this and that and this and that. And, and, and so then we, we, you know, I'm a son, I'm a daughter, but I'm also, I'm a prayer. I'm a son and a daughter, and then, I, and then I'm a, a prophesier. I'm a son and a daughter, and, and, and I lay hands on the sick. And, and we think that those things kind of go up higher than son, and, son or daughter. Does that make sense to anybody? You, you kind of like try to add things to your, to, your ba- you know, to, your, to your jacket, you know, some badges. Son and daughter, but I'm also a prophesier. Son and daughter, but I'm also, a, you know, a, I give tongues in, in service. Sons and daughters. It, all awesome things, amen. But then we begin to get our identity tied up in those things versus our identity tied up in being a son or a daughter. God showed me a little, you know, sometimes you, when, you're, when you're praying and meditating, you see little mini pictures of things. And God showed me that, that, that in some ways we can begin to, to take son and daughter and add those things over on top of son and daughter. But really those things are to be flipped around where son and daughter is our position in our, in our eternal place uh, of sonship. And, and yet those things flow down from that place of sonship to, to, to everywhere we go. Amen. Prophecy. The, the things that pastor was leading listing out this morning, you know, the gifts of the spirit and, and maybe you, you've got evangelism on your heart, or maybe, you know, you have a prison ministry on your heart or, or whatever it is that God's wanting to do, or you have just love the kids, amen, in, in the nursery and you pray over them and you speak over them. Those things are awesome, but don't let your identity be, become in those things. Amen. Let your identity stay firmly planted in, in who you are as a son and daughter of God, someone that God placed in, into union with Jesus. And if your identity become, uh, stays pl- uh, placed in that permanent position, then those other things will always flow properly out and into the right places. But see, if you get your identity wrapped up in, I'm a prayer, or I'm a worship minister, or I'm a pastor, or, or I'm, a, uh, I'm you know, an usher, or whatever, then you have a bad day ushering, or pastoring, or worship leading. Come on, y'all know that happens, Amen. And it doesn't seem like you get where you needed to. Then all of a sudden your day's bad because your identity's tied up in, in, in what you do instead of who you are. Come on, then when there's a bad day at the office, then all of a sudden your day's bad and, and you don't feel loved by God and you don't feel like you're a champion that, that he says you are and you don't feel like everything's in the right place, amen. But really God says that you are a son and daughter and instead of letting truth affect reality of the natural, we let natural reality affect truth in our lives. Come on. But what happens if we actually let truth be truth the just shall live by, the just shall live by faith. I'm not doing any more to harass pastor. I'm, not, I'm, I'm driving this one home. The just shall live by faith. What if we actually let truth affect how our day goes instead of the other way around? What if we let truth be truth? Come on and let, and let everything, what, let, what if we let God be God and everything else a, lie. What happens if, if, man, I love what pastor said. The devil is afraid of people finding believers, finding out, come on, finding out who they are, finding out that they actually have power. So he does whatever he can to push and to press in the natural to keep us distracted. Amen. And keep us, uh, uh, confused and keep us, uh, 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 you know, just flustered. 
Well, you ever just been flustered like, oh, man, I got so many irons in the fire. It's just I don't know what to do. And this thing's stressing me out and that thing's stressing me out. Well, I'm telling you, those things are never to be uh, factors in how in how your life is. And And we know that. I know we know that. But are we living that? I know we understand that to one degree, but are we living that? Are we letting truth? Come on, if we're going to go higher, if we're going to look. Come on, God is raising up a generation in this day that looks like Jesus and that acts like Jesus. And then when you walk in on the scene, glory to God, you're walking as Jesus in that place and in that position. Glory to God. We never see Jesus being affected by the circumstances and letting that form what kind of day he's having. Matter of fact, you see him doing the exact opposite. When pressure comes, glory to God, he rises up and begins to walk on water. Right? You look over in Matthew in chapter 14. And I've just been pouring over some of these accounts this week. And, and you look over in Matthew chapter 14, and Jesus just finds out the news that his best bud, his cousins, got his head chopped off. That's a bad day. You know what I mean? You're, you get a phone call. Hey, so-and-so's head's chopped off. That's a bad day. I mean, come on. Or so-and-so, this happened, that happened. You know, Jesus, Jesus was a man. That, how many times did Jesus refer to himself as the son of man? He had to do things the same way that we did them. He had to do them the same way we do. He said in every way he was, he was tempted just like us. In every way he was tempted like us. So you know that Jesus had to then have the thought, how come I didn't pray that out? How come I didn't? Come on. How come, Holy Spirit, you didn't warn me about that so I could get John the Baptist out of that? Come on, how many have had questions like that? Some kind of tragedy happens and you start, you start questioning your relationship with God immediately because some tragedy has befallen. Come on, there's an enemy who's here to steal, kill, and destroy. But God said, I have, I have come. Jesus said, I have come to give life and give it more abundantly. Glory to God. So that means the, the le- level of life that is coming after you, the level of life that's bubbling up in you, the level of life that is upon you and in your relationship, glory to God, is over and abundant any kind of stealing, killing, or destroying that could ever even come close. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what the report was. Glory to God. Truth is truth. Come on. And so you see Jesus, he, that's a bad day. And so he tries to, you know, like get away and get a little alone time. Amen. All you introverts said, amen. And, and, and you know, Jesus is trying to go and, and get a little alone time, but yet the crowds pressed in on him. They found out where he was and, and they said, hey, I'm sick still. Can you heal me? Hey, you know, I, I have needs. So, I mean, come on. You, Jesus could easily said, guys, listen, I just, just lost my best friend. His head was chopped off. Our pet's heads are falling off. We got no job. It's an old movie. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was a bad day, and and the and the and the and the pressure. Yet the people didn't. They didn't. They were. They didn't have compassion on Jesus, but Jesus had compassion on them. Come on, and I was reading through this, and, and, and in Matthew, I think it lays it out chronologically. So he's, he, he finds out his best friend's head's been chopped off. Uh, you know, he he the people are not giving him a break. 
And yet he has compassion. He chooses to rise above the pressures of the natural and begin to function as, as someone who, who is above the natural. Amen. On purpose. You know, that was a choice. Just like we have to make a choice when pressures come in and try to say the bills are due or, 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 or things aren't going as easy as you thought they were. You have a choice at that moment to, to acknowledge that, that that's coming against you. Or you have a choice to acknowledge truth and let truth push you into freedom. To ride in on in the freedom on truth. Glory to God. It doesn't mean we have to struggle for freedom. The truth brings freedom. We just have to acknowledge truth. We just have to let truth be truth in our lives. And it brings the freedom. So, so Jesus and the pressure was on him, you know. And he let truth change people. He let truth change people inst- instead of the natural change him. Then I, I just love this because then he, you know, he, he deals with the people. He, get, he, he heals them. He has compassion on them. He blesses them. He, he ministers to them. And, 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 you know, the disciples, no doubt, were saying, you know, Jesus had a long day. Let's get these guys out of here and let Jesus get some, get some rest. Good intentions. But Jesus, you know, they said, hey, Jesus, let's send these guys away. Let's, let's get this crowd out of here so you can have some, some time to yourself. You've, you've had a long day, you know. You, you, you've, you've done enough, you know. And, and Jesus said, no, we're not sending them away. You feed them. Come on, this, Jesus thought differently. That we would have said, yeah, you know what, guys? Yeah, let's send all these guys out of here. Let's, let's you know, have some, have, have some potato chips and relax and just enjoy the fact that we just ministered and, and healed and delivered. And let's just take a little break. Amen. But Jesus thought differently. He saw them with, he saw an opportunity to show God's goodness again. And to rise above the natural, the pressure. He saw another chance to reveal truth. He saw another chance to walk in truth. He saw another chance to demonstrate the Father's love. He saw another chance to be who God called him to be and made him to be. Amen. These are the, so, so let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Let's let truth begin to resonate and affect the way that we think. And so Jesus, uh, Jesus, you know, he, he says, what do we have? What do we have? All we have is a couple, you know, pieces of fish and a couple pieces of bread. And Jesus says, perfect. Another opportunity to let truth affect the natural. Another opportunity to bring truth into effect the natural. Whew, I don't know if it, this is blessing me really good right now. Another opportunity to let truth affect the natural instead of let the natural affect truth. He didn't even look to the natural to figure out how we were going to do it. He said he lifted that up to God and blessed it. Woo! Come on, somebody. If we begin to realize how powerful truth is even in our mouths, glory to God, and just lifting up something up to God and blessing what the world says is not enough, glory to God, but we choose to see it differently and see truth for what it is, and we call it enough, glory to God. What happened? It fed every single one of them, and then they had 12 baskets left over. What if we let truth be truth in our lives? My. And so, so you know the story. I just sh- shared it very excitingly. Uh, you, it, there was way, way more to feed. You know, so I think that, that first account was 4,000 men, and then the second one's 5,000 men. And then it says besides women and children. So, come on, you know there was all kinds of kids running around, amen, and needed to be fed. So there was a lot of folks there, and just a few, a handful of what the world said was not enough, truth changed into being more than enough. Come on, I, 
Man, I look at I look at us, glory to God, as a body. Amen. And, and in the natural, it may look like we're not enough to affect what, what this area and change this area for Jesus. And it may not look like you have enough to do what, what God has said for you to do, glory to God. But what if we let truth, glory to God, begin to resonate and affect the way that we see things and the way that we view things, glory to God. And we begin to say what God is saying over us, glory to God, and not saying it to try to get it to come to pass, but saying it because it is truth and it cannot be changed. Glory to God. Woo. I'm telling you, this thing is just like exciting to me. Amen. It's, it's vibrating me, my heart. And so, um, and so, you know, Jesus, he feeds the, 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 the 5,000, 4,000 plus women and children. And then he says, all right, cool. We've taken care of your spiritual needs. We've taken care of your natural needs. Go home for a little bit. And, uh, and so then he goes off, he sends the disciples off, says, go ahead and go ahead. We're going here. He goes off to be with his father. I just find, I just love this about Jesus, man. When everybody else was, was a chicken, he was an eagle. You know what I'm saying? You know, when everybody else was content to have their heads to the ground, pecking at the ground, looking for a little kernel of something, Jesus is soaring. Amen. Hallelujah. He is, he is the image of, of the Father in the flesh. Amen. He's saying, this, guys, look at me. This is what you are. Amen. This is what I'm creating in you. Glory to God. I'm giving you a picture. Hallelujah. And so, and so Jesus goes away and gets, gets with his Father. And, 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 you know, who knows how that went, but I'm sure it was an amazing time with his dad. Amen. Because it would be. Amen. It, it, it always is when you go to spend time with the Father. And so he comes out of that. And it's about the third watch of the night. And Jesus, on purpose, come on, on purpose, once again defies the natural with truth. That he is, he is above just going the way mere men go. He is above just walking th- through things and doing things the way that, that's limited to the natural. Jesus wasn't limited to the natural because not because he's Jesus and he's awesome because he is. Thank God for that. But that's not why he did it. He did it as the son of man to show us glory to God that, that there is a, a place to live in truth and in the relationship with the father that you can literally rise above all the natural things of this world world. Amen. Whatever see or, or things that, that, that are, that are presenting themselves to you as, as something that you might sink in glory to God, you can step out. I like that. They said that it's the third watch of the night because I looked that up and it was somewhere between like three and six, I believe if I remember correctly. And uh, that sea was about five miles across. So, so they were at least halfway across is what, is what the, the, uh, the thing said that I read the commentary. Yes, that's what it's called. That's what smart people call it. It's the commentary. And, and they were two and a half miles. Come on. You know, I've always envisioned this, you know, that they were like, vis- you know, visible. Jesus was probably like, all right, I see the guys out there. I'm going to go ahead and walk on this water for a little bit and show them, you know, that I'm boss over the seas and I'm boss over the natural. Two and a half miles at least. Man, there's no turning back. There's no room for a faith failure there. Come on. There's no room to be like, well, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Uh-oh. You're two and a half miles out, man. That's a ways out in the sea, two and a half miles. But Jesus saw truth. He wasn't even walking on water. He was walking on truth. 
Come on, somebody. He was not even walking on water. He was walking on a reality that wasn't seen with the natural eye. But glory to God is always there for us to participate with and to walk in and to, and to experience. Glory to God. The truth of the word of God. The truth of who he really was. The truth of who you really are. Come on. In the same way that Jesus was able to step out and walk on waters. Glory to God. That in the natural shouldn't have carried him. But kept him buoyant. Glory to God. For a two and a half mile. I don't even like walking two and a half miles period but much less walking two and a half miles out on waters glory to God that Peter was afraid of because they were troubled Jesus didn't consider them to be anything to be offended by he thought that they were nothing glory to God and dismissed them as something that could trouble him come on hallelujah and walked out on those things glory to God truth changes things Truth has changed things. Truth has made things what, what, what we thought that they could not be. And God's trying to awaken, awaken his church, awaken his bride, awaken his people. Glory to God to rise up because he sees us as the glorious church. I said he sees us. As the glorious church, glory to God. When we're praying, amen, we're praying that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would not, that we would see and we would know, glory to God, and that the, that the power that is toward us would be revealed. We're not asking for more power, glory to God. We're asking that we be awakened to the truth of the power that's already toward us who believe, glory to God. Woo! Man, this is good. It's stirring me up. Amen. It's making me realize that it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter if it takes a year longer than we thought. It doesn't matter if the flesh seems to put up a resistance. It doesn't matter if the natural realm is saying otherwise. None of that matters because truth dictates what happens, not what things are happening doesn't dictate my life. Amen. I know we, I know, we know some of these things, but I'm telling you, this, this is real. This is good. Hallelujah. And so... Um, that was point number one. Oh, Lord, help us. Uh, we got to get the stage torn down and stuff, so I'm not going to carry on all night. But um, let's, let's just, I just want to look through this real quick and just kind of hit up, hit a couple of these high points. You know, our position is, is as a son and a daughter. I think we covered that nicely. Um, and then um, point number two, we have to be willing to submit and humble ourselves. We have to be willing to submit and humble ourselves. If we are going to, to rise to the position, the Bible says that, that, that if we will humble, humble ourselves, he will exalt us in what? In due time. And we have to be willing to submit and humble ourselves before God and to one another. The Bible says and to one another. That, I mean, I, I, if, you, if you haven't been listening, if you haven't ma- been making it to Wednesdays, get pastors, uh, uh, get on the online, get, get on your phone and listen to the, to the series he's preaching on offense because, man, it's, it's, it's a word in due season. It's truth in a due season. Amen. And so, so get that thing, meditate on it, and, and, and let it reside on the inside of you. Make it part of who you are. Amen. Um, um, but we have to be willing to submit ourselves not only to, to, to God but also to one another. 
Because, see, the, th- the thing that's awesome about being a son and daughter, being, being someone who's, who God has put in a place that we couldn't put ourselves, man, it, it keeps us in a place of humility because we understand that there was nothing we could have done to get ourselves there. There was nothing we could have done, so there's no, there's no place to take any, any uh, position of pride or any position of, of, man, I got it all together. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm the right stuff, you know, outside of him. But in him, man, we got it all together. We got everything we need. But outside of him, you know, there's, there's no position to, to lift ourselves up. But the awesome thing about it, uh, uh, staying in this position of humility, it also keeps God where he's supposed to be. How many of you know the things that God has, has ordained for this day, we're not going to get done because of who we are? We're not going to get done, get it done by toiling and, and stressing and, and, and working. And, and, and No, what we're going to do is we're just going to yield to the Spirit of God when he says move. Man, I love what Pastor said about just practicing moving at, at, at the slightest, the slightest uh, uh, nudge from the Holy Spirit, just boom, moving. Man, that's how we're going to get it done. It's not by might, it's not by power, it's by the Spirit. And we're not, we're not going to get these things done that God's called us to do by stressing out over them. You know, I, I'm, I'm the type of person who's always thinking ahead and thinking, you know, about how things are going to be and, and, and what have you. And, and, and something that has been, a, been an attack on me is we've been believing God for, for, for the things that we've been believing God for as a church and declaring things and, and speaking things. As I began to say, okay, let me take part of this on my back. You know, God, I'll give you a little hand here, and I'll take this area. And because I was praying about it, and how many know prayer is what we're supposed to be doing? But in prayer, we're not taking on burdens to carry around for God. Amen. We're casting things on him so that he can do it. Come on. And so I began to take on, some, you know, some of this weight and, and thinking I was, man, this is, I'm going to get this done in prayer. I'm going to take this on in prayer. And, and how many know that, that that starts to get things out of whack? God, now all of a sudden, you've, you've put yourself in the place of God, and God's down here. Well, I had to humble myself. Get God back in the place of being the one that's going to take care of it, being the one that's going to get it done, and I'm just going to yield myself to the Holy Spirit. Right? Just yield your, man, just, just satisfy your heart and yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and, and just take time to be with him. And whatever he says do, if he says pray for this and go after this, go after it. But then when you get up and you've prayed through, man, just thank God that truth is truth. And you just released a, a, a whole bucket load of truth on a situation. Glory to God. And God is bringing it to pass. Amen. It's all about him. And so humility and understanding our position keeps things in balance. The other thing I like that it does is, uh, is it also um, allows us to see others, others the way that, that God sees them. Come on, when you, we realize who we are but that God put us there, man, when you see somebody, you see them as, the, as God sees them. You see them as, as, the, as the awesome child of God that God has made you. And so, so you're not offended because, because of this, that, or the other. You see them for who they are. You see them as God sees them. You see them as an awesome, precious child of God. And you see, the Bible says that from now on we judge no man according to the flesh. No man. Not even Brother Doug. We can't even, we can't even say, yeah, but Brother Doug says, God says, by golly. And, and so I'm going to, aren't you glad God speaks our language? God knows how to get through the boys from Stark. He, 
He said, by golly. <laughs> Doug's saying, when did I say that? But, but you begin to see, see others not according to what they're presenting in the natural, but according to truth. But according to truth, you see somebody and you, and, and, and you see me up there, you know, and, and well, man, Stephen's really off today. And man, well, he probably should have prayed more before service because, man, those songs he chose, I hate those songs. And, and, and you know, he, man, his hair is not doing what it normally does. And, and, you know, he's put on a few pounds or whatever it is. <laughs> but... What, see, what God asks of you is the same thing he asks of me. So I look out at you and see somebody with a sleepies in their eyes and your mouth is all crusted over because you didn't take the time to brush your teeth because you woke up late because you were spending a few extra minutes under the comforter. Hey. He requires the same thing out of me as he does for you, that we look at one another, not according to the natural, not according to some sort of, uh, of totem pole that, that we've created in, in our natural perspective, but according to truth. Come on, and if God is looking at you with truth, and I'm looking at you with truth, and you're looking at me with truth, glory to God, how could we not have a, an awesome time in the presence of the Lord where God is able to just to be himself, and the Spirit of God is able to confirm truth in our lives and we leave out of here different than we came in. Glory to God. Submit to one another in love. Glory to God. Submit to one another. See each other the way that God sees, sees us. And it changes things. Truth then affects reality, the, re, the reality of the natural. A higher reality affects this reality. We have the ability to do that. It's our choice. Yeah, but, you know, they looked at me weird before service. Yeah, but, 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 but what about God and made them exactly, exactly like you, amen, and raised them up to the same place that you are and loves them and gave his life for them. And, and, and what if you seeing them in truth would actually cause them to rise up and become who they've been created to be? Glory to God. So that it's not really their, their fault. It's your fault looking at them the wrong way that causes them to stay in the place they are because God just needs somebody to look at them the way that he does so that they can be treated that way so that they can rise up into the place that they've been created to be. What if he called us uh, together as a body so that we could, we could encourage one another in good works, glory to God, so that we could build one another up in love, so that we could speak the truth in love. Come on, speak the truth in love to one another, not the truth you need to get your act together, but the truth, my God, do you know who God created you to be? Do you know you are everything that he made you to be? And I know your week hasn't been good, but it doesn't matter because God is good. Amen. Speak the truth in love. Not your version of the truth, this version of the truth. This version. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I don't know where I'm at, but um, then, then uh, I like this. Verse, uh, verse chapter seven, uh, verse chapter seven, what's something? Y'all, y'all be quiet. Um, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God he will exalt you in due time chapter 5 verse 7 amen 
casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. A lot of times we, we can't cast our care because we've not adjusted our, our humility. We've not looked at our humility level. And it's hard to cast your care when we've got ourselves in a place that we don't belong and we've got God in a place that he doesn't belong and we've got people in a place that they don't belong because our perspective is all off and twisted. And so we try to cast our care in like a, Lord, I just give you all this, but, but then we don't uh, uh, allow truth to really change our perspective because when you allow truth to change your perspective, casting your care is just part of the deal. It just comes off of you. You know, I don't think Peter listed these things. It's not a formula, but, but something God said to me, he said, if, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling not good enough, if you're feeling uh, like there, it's, it's not going to be enough or it's not going to happen, come on, any of these kind of thoughts that come, if you're feeling those things, he said, check your humility level. Check your humility level. See if you've got me in the place that, that I'm supposed to be. See if you've got you in the place that you're supposed to be. And that doesn't mean a lowly place. That means in the place at the right hand of the Father, but the Father, you're next to the Father. Amen. Check your humility level. See how things are. And then, man, once you get your perspective on truth, the cares come off. You are, you are, it's easy to cast your care once your perspective is right. It's not, a, it's not this battle of trying to cast it, cast it, cast it. No, it's, it's, a, it's the only battle is keeping your mind on truth, keeping your perspective on truth, letting truth affect, affect what's going on. And so, um, so you know, I, under this little verse, I've got a little word wealth uh, that shows what care means. And uh, I could pronounce the Greek word, but I'd butcher it. You can look it up. It's Strong's 3308 if you're interested but uh, the, this, this word care means, it means the mind divided. So cast your divided mind. Cast your divided mind. Well, how do you cast a divided mind? By getting your, a mind single and focused. Come on. Get your mind singly focused. Amen. The, the Bible says if, you're, if your eye is good, if your eye is focused, Amen. Your whole body will be filled with light or truth or, or come on, if your eye is single, if your focus is good, then, the, the, then everything else, just light comes, the, the light comes on. And so, so, um, so I love that about this. If, if, you, if you cast your divided mind, man, when, that just comes from, from seeing truth. It just, it's simple. Man, the things of God are so simple. We, we, you know, sometimes we complicate them because we're trying to, run around with like a chicken with our heads cut off. But, but if we just get to, to truth and let truth become, become the thing that we govern ourselves by, man, our prayer lives will be amazing. We'll pray out things that we never th- even thought possible. We'll, 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 we'll take care of the assignment and prayer that God's given us. But, but it won't be because we d- just decided and mustered up the strength to do it. It's because we've let ourselves be infiltrated with the truth of God's word, with the truth of who we are, with the truth of who he is. And amen, then, then our prayer life bubbles out of us, glory to God, filled with truth and led by the spirit of God. And it becomes easy. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Amen. 
And so if you've been stressed or, or burdened or weighed down, uh, you've been in a season where those things are kind of coming in on you, man, just check your humility level. And I don't mean that in like a heavy way. I mean, just check your humility level. See where, where you have God at. See where you have your, yourself at. Are you in a place where you're seeing yourself seated at the right hand of the Father? Are you see yourself the way that God sees you? Are you seeing him the way that he, that he is? He is God. Amen. We are his children. Amen. And if we will choose to walk in truth, man, we will get this thing accomplished that God is asking us to accomplish. Hallelujah. And we'll do it the way that he's leading. Amen. Not filled with, with, with our own strength and our own ability, but filled with might and power from God. Amen. Filled with the spirit of God and walking in truth. Glory to God. It will be an amazing adventure in him. Amen. Instead of saying, "Woo, boy, we, man, we kept our hand to the plow and we pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. Jesus, I'm glad you're back. No, we'll leave out of here the glorious church that God sees us to be. Amen. Shaking our, our generation and shaking this, this, this area that God's called us to and being those people and those light that God has called us to be to the, those that he's put us in, in influence with. Amen. That's who we are. Amen. That's the church that he's called us to be. Amen. And we are that church. We are that church. Amen. You are that believer. You are that Christian. Amen. You are that son. You are that daughter. Amen. Hallelujah. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.